You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 64. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. So in the States, it is officially summertime, and Kate is home from school, my son, and I just wanted to give a shout out to all those parents that are juggling their kids' busy summertime schedule as they're also trying to get work done for their own businesses. Whether you work in a nine-to-five and go to work every single day, or if you're home every day trying to get work done with your kids' home, it is always a little bit of a struggle. So I want to give those parents a shout out. I know how it feels. I've got a bunch of boys downstairs playing and I keep thinking, I know I'm going to hear something break any minute now. Plus Gus, my dog, is barking like crazy because the boys got them all riled up and here I am trying to record this podcast. So this is going to be my summer. I can just feel it. Plus I'm trying to hurry and get my work done before 4.30 today because we are going to go to the Jurassic Park world movie. I was going to say Jurassic Park, but Jurassic World at the fancy theater. So you know those fancy theaters that are popping up everywhere with the big recliners and they come serve you at your seat and all that fun stuff. Well, we thought we'd do a fancy theater day and I'm really excited for it, except that I have a lot of work to get done before 4.30. So we better get down to business. But I just wanted to give a shout out to all those parents that are trying to make it work this summer. I know how it feels and I only have one kid. So imagine if I had a few Many of you do. So hang in there. We can do this. We can do this. We got to unite as parents, get through the summertime. All right. So today's episode is all about reviewing my recent Profit Lab launch. I'm going to take you behind the scenes and basically show you what the launch looked like, what worked, what didn't work, you know, how it all went down. Now, what's cool is that I planned this after I did a review of my project plan. So in episode number 62, I reviewed the project plan I use for all my promotions. And I say promotions because sometimes I do big launches, sometimes I do smaller promotions. And so in episode 62, I took you through the three project plans that I create for every promo. It's the pre-launch, the live launch, and the post-launch. So basically we do three project plans for every promotion we do. And the pre-project plan is like 80% of the work. And so that's where I spent the most time in episode number 62 and went through every single thing we do in a promo. Now, it was a little bit of a longer episode because I literally wanted to go through everything, but to make it really actionable, I created a free PDF where I literally laid out all of the tasks inside a promo, the pre, live, and post inside a PDF freebie. So go check out episode 62 if you didn't get your hands on that freebie yet really valuable. And I think you could put it to work in your next promo as well. Now, in this episode, I'm literally going to break down some of those specifics in the project plan as they played out inside my recent Profit Lab launch. So before we get there, there's two things I want to tell you. One, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Lead Pages. I really want you to make list building a priority in your business. You've heard me say it a million times if you follow my stuff, but the energy of your business is directly aligned with the strength of your email list. Everything in business gets easier when you actually have a quality email list. So if you want to start focusing on list building, make sure to check out my brand new training. You can get it at amyporterfield.com forward slash new leads. So it's four steps to quickly grow your email list without spending all your time on marketing. It's a free workshop I did amyporterfield.com forward slash new leads. Now, the second thing I want to tell you before we get into the nuts and bolts of my recent training or recent launch is that I created a free PDF giveaway for this episode. As always, I always have some kind of free giveaway for each of my episodes. And this one is probably one of the very best. This one outlines the 18 different ads that I used during the Profit Lab launch. So I'll explain this as I get into the details, but there's different phases of my launches and we create different ads based on those phases. So there's 18 ad examples in this freebie 
and we take you through different Facebook ads and Google ads. So if you want to get your hands on this freebie just to see how I do my ads during a launch, all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 64 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 64 download. Now, if you're on the move right now and you just want to text your info to get this free download, we have a brand new texting platform we're using called Lead Digits. It's actually part of Lead Pages. We were using something before that just was not working. So we have now fixed it. If you've ever tried before and it didn't work for you, it's going to work now. So if you want to text us, all you need to do is text the phrase 64 download to the number 33444. So text 64 download to the number 33444 and we'll send you this 18 example free PDF of all the ads, Facebook ads and Google ads that I used in my recent Profit Lab launch. I think it will be extremely valuable for you to check out. All right, so are you ready to do this? Let's go ahead and dive in to the Profit Lab launch review. The first thing I want to do is give you some framework about this launch so you really understand what it was all about and you understand when it started, when it stopped, and all the good stuff in between. And then I'll get into some of the specifics that really worked and some of the things that didn't work so well. So first, the launch and review. We started the launch on May 6th, and that was the day that the cart opened and we did our first live webinar. So May 6th. Now, we promoted the live webinar a week in advance, so before May 6th, and we did a few things I'll talk about in a moment as pre-launch, but cart opened on May 6th and cart closed on May 26th, so the launch was about 20 days. I will say it was my most successful launch I've ever done, and there were some things that I changed in this launch which made me believe that we would kind of struggle a little bit with this launch. I thought maybe it's not going to be my most successful launch because the changes we made, I took some big risks. It turned out those risks really paid off. And I'll talk about those risks in a moment. But basically, the biggest launch I've ever had, we were a little bit shy of a million dollar launch. So I'm very proud of what we created. My team worked really hard. We had over 1,500 new members at different levels. I'll talk about the levels inside the Profit Lab. So a little less than a million dollars. Really excited about that. Now, let's talk about the pre-launch. The pre-launch focused on a brand new lead magnet I created specifically for this launch. Now, it was a free PDF guide, and it was called the Product Maximizer. You can actually still check it out if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash free guide. I kept it open because it's actually really valuable. And also I wanted you all to be able to check it out if you didn't see it before, just to see what a PDF giveaway might look like before I go into a launch. Because you'll see in that free PDF giveaway, I give a few different ways that you can make money online. And the final strategy I talk about relates to what I teach in the Profit Lab. So that free giveaway was directly aligned with what I was going to promote during the launch. We launched that about two weeks before May 6th. So about two weeks before the cart opened, we started to promote this free giveaway. All you needed to do was sign up and you got it instantly. Now, that was followed, that free giveaway was followed by webinars. I did multiple webinars, but it was the exact same webinar every single time. I did five live webinars to my own list and to cold ad traffic. So five live webinars to my own list, and we also drove cold ad traffic to sign up for those webinars as well. And we offered automated webinars. Now, this is really interesting how we did this. It was something kind of new, but we basically offered automated webinars um, to anybody that we were promoting in ads that was an international audience. Because I was doing live webinars at specific times, we had gotten so much feedback during the last launch that my live times just were not working for an international audience. And most of them would have to stay up in the middle of the night in order to catch my live webinar. And so that was frustrating for many people. So in order to fix that, what we did is every time we ran ads to, let's say, Australia, we would actually run an ad to an automated webinar. Now, that automated webinar would actually play back the live webinar I had done 
earlier in the launch. So let's say on May 6th, I did my first live webinar. We took the recording of that and made that into an automated webinar. Now, we didn't tell people that it was live. I didn't try to pretend anything. We just didn't say if it was live or recorded. We just played back that webinar. And we also had live chat available if people had questions on the automated webinar. We wanted to give them a feeling of, hey, we're here for you if you have questions. But of course, I couldn't stay up at every hour to do live webinars. So this was our way to actually support our audience. And that worked really well. We also did eight affiliate webinars. So I had affiliates, but I have a very small affiliate program. I don't love to have a bunch of affiliates I don't know and don't have relationships with. It just makes me a little bit nervous. So the affiliates we welcomed to this Profit Lab launch were all people that I had known, I had worked with, or had a friendship with, and I knew that they would really respect my brand. So we only had eight affiliates and I did live webinars for each of them. Now we had two levels of pricing. We had self-study and mastery. So self-study had two price points and mastery only had one. I'll explain that in a moment. So self-study, we did an early bird pricing and a full price. And let's see here. It was $4.97 for early bird pricing, or we did three installments of $1.97. And then the full price was $5.97 or three installments of $2.37. So self-study early bird It went until about, let me think, I think that maybe around the 22nd of May, I may be off a few days, but around the 22nd of May, we kept early bird pricing and then it went to full pricing. So about the last week of the launch was full price. Now mastery was $9.97 or we did three installments of $3.97. Now mastery only went until early bird pricing ended. The last week of my launch, mastery was closed. The reason for this is mastery involves a lot of one-on-one. Every single day for 90 days, I'm in a private Facebook group answering every question anybody has about the program if you're in mastery. So because it takes hours of my day for 90 days, we had to cap that because if there are more people in there, I wouldn't be able to answer all those questions. So mastery early bird was $9.97, but there was never really a full price for mastery because we shut it down when we hit a certain amount of people. I'll talk about why that didn't work so well this time and what we're going to do to change that. So we'll get there. Okay, so first we're going to talk about what worked really, really well. I think the reason why this was almost a million dollar launch was because I have been doing consistent content all year. And if you're in any of my paid programs or if you just, you know, follow my content a lot, you know, I've been talking a lot about the power of consistent content. And by consistent content, I mean, you're at least putting something out every single week as often as possible. Ideally, every single week you have a new blog post or a new podcast or you're emailing your list every single week. And I think that really did help build trust and affinity with my audience because the engagement we had during this launch was like nothing I've ever done before. And this is the first year that I've been really consistent on that weekly content. So I think my podcast played a huge part in that. So if you've ever needed a really good reason to get up every morning and make sure you're creating consistent content, if you've got a promo coming out, I promise all of that hard work to create content every single week will really pay off if you really stick with it. Now, in addition to that, I did a survey um, about a few months before the Profit Lab. And I talk about that survey in episode number 55, if you haven't checked it out yet. And that survey was designed specifically to help me understand how to speak to my audience when I'm talking about the Profit Lab. Now, to back up a little bit, the Profit Lab is a program I created to teach you how to create a social media sales funnel. And a social media sales funnel is basically a way to grow your email list and sell your product program or service online. And so we did a survey just to make sure that my audience really wanted something like that. And when I figured if they wanted it or not, I'd figure that out through how they answered their survey. I wanted to know how they would speak about the challenges that they're having related to growing their email list 
and making money online. So I won't get into all the specifics, but that survey was probably the most powerful survey I've ever done in all the five or six years I've been doing this. And it really allowed me to speak to my audience in a specific way to make sure they understood the importance of creating a social media sales funnel. So that truly did lend to the success of this launch. Also, I talked about that product maximizer, that free PDF giveaway that we did a few weeks before the launch. Well, at the time that I took all of these notes, we had over 7,300 people opting in to that free giveaway with a 60% opt-in rate. We ran ads to it and I emailed my entire list an opportunity to sign up for that product maximizer, the free giveaway before we actually started the webinars. So if you think about it, over 7,000 people opted in and those 7,000 people, I got to speak to them in a different way than anybody else on my list. I could say something like, hey, I saw that you signed up for our product maximizer. Obviously, you're interested in learning new ways to make money online. Now it's time for you to dive a little bit deeper. I want to invite you to my live webinar where I'll talk about X, Y, Z. So I was able to create this bridge between those who wanted that free PDF giveaway and those that were going to sign up for my free webinar. So I got to speak to them in a different way, which always helps opt-ins. Now, going back to that product maximizer where we got over 7,000 opt-ins, I used lead pages to do it. So I used a really simple lead pages template. Again, you can see it at amyporterfield.com forward slash free guide. And I think that template was part of the reason why we had a 60% opt-in and over 7,000 people opting in in just a few short weeks. So definitely helped our webinar invites by segmenting that list early on. Now, another thing that worked really well for this launch is that we completely rebranded everything. Now, in the past, the Profit Lab used to be called the Facebook Marketing Profit Lab, and I never really had consistent branding. It was pretty ugly, to tell you the truth of what I did have, and I never really put a lot of effort behind the look of the logo and the look of all the materials related to the launch period. And this time I thought, I want to up my game a bit. So what I did is I hired one designer. I found a designer. Her name's Jessica. I absolutely love her. And she actually put together the logo for the Profit Lab. And in addition to that, she then created all the materials. So by all the materials, I mean all the ad images, um, all the icons that are on that opt-in page for the product maximizer. She created those. She created the cover art for the product maximizer. She created the entire template for the sales webinar that I did during the launch. And then she created all the materials that go in the members area as well. So I had complete alignment for all of the imagery and branding I use for the profit lab. Now, that might not sound like a really big deal in terms of how to get more sales, but I really do believe it made us look more professional, more serious about what we were doing, and I think it lended to more sales. Also, for the first time, I decided to take off the Facebook marketing part of the title. So we went from Facebook Marketing Profit Lab to just the Profit Lab. This was the big risk I was most afraid of. I'm known for Facebook and I teach Facebook, obviously, and I enjoy teaching Facebook, especially Facebook ads. However, I knew that I wanted to create this program in a way that it went beyond just Facebook. Because if you're inside the Profit Lab, you know that the Profit Lab is all about seven steps to create a sales funnel. One of the major steps, the big pieces, is Facebook ads. But the whole program is not just about Facebook marketing. And what I do is I survey my audience after they go through the program. And I've been doing this program since 2012. And a lot of the surveys last year in 2013 and 2014, so I guess for the last two years, said you really should tell people that this program is not just about Facebook because there's so much more to it. There's email marketing, sales page. We talk about building a lead magnet, different ways to grow your email list outside of Facebook. And so some people were saying, hey, this is a great program. You need to tell people it's not just about Facebook. Other people were saying, hey, you kind of confused me with your marketing. I thought this was a Facebook program, but it's really not. So I had people that were happy about that and not happy about that. So I decided, all right, 
I'm going to take a leap and take out Facebook marketing from this title and be really straightforward about what this program is all about. The reason I was so scared is I know Facebook marketing is a big draw. I know I'm known for Facebook and my fear was, what if people think, oh, I don't really want that. I don't, I don't really think that I really need that. I need something about Facebook marketing. So I was afraid to change the title, but I needed to be more honest about what this program was all about. And I knew it was so much more powerful by making it not just about Facebook. So I changed the title and then I was just really straightforward about who this program is for and who it's not for. So what I said is this program is for anybody with a digital training course, like a online training course, a membership site, Um, If you have any kind of training program, product, or service, this course is for you. If you have a brick and mortar store, this course is not for you. If you sell a physical product that you do not think you can market with information, this product is probably not for you. Now, the funny thing is we actually have a lot of people in the program that are selling physical products. We even have a few people that have brick and mortars, but they were well aware that this program's not necessarily focused on those areas. However, they felt that they could still get great value. And as as long as they understand how I set up the program, I'm totally fine with all those different types of businesses in the program. But it felt really, really good to me to say, this is who the program's for, because this is what I know best. I know online trainings and information products I know how to teach that. I've never had a brick and mortar, so it's a little bit more difficult for me to use those examples in my training. So the lesson to you is that really stand behind your product. Who is it for? Who is it not for? And do not be afraid to put that out there. The more specific you get, the more quality customers you start to attract. And let me tell you, your experience inside your own programs is gonna be so much better. So I was very scared to say, Here's who it's for, and this is what it's not made for. And I was scared to say that, and it actually proved to be a huge success factor in my launch. Okay, so I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, and one more thing I was really specific about was the return policy. So you couldn't actually return the Profit Lab unless you showed that you did work. Now, this also was a big deal because some people probably didn't buy the program because they're thinking, oh, that I don't want to do that. I'm not going to buy that program. I don't like that return policy. And if you didn't like it, that's okay. But I could never, ever get you results if you don't actually go in and try my program. So I didn't think it was fair that you just go in, look at all my stuff, see if you like it or not, and then say, um, I'm going to ask for a refund. But you never even tried it. So this time to get a refund, you actually had to do some of the work. I'm going to make that even more specific next time I do it and say, okay, you have to do cheat sheet number three and number four, and you have to show me X, Y, Z. I'm going to be even more specific because I know that I can get you results if you do the work. So as you can see, there's some confidence that I finally had behind this program that I hadn't had in the beginning. And that's normal. The first few times you launch a brand new program, you don't have a whole lot of confidence behind your return policy and and standing up and saying, this is who it's for and and this is who it's not for. That's a scary thing to do. But as you start to do your product promos for a while, you definitely start to get more of that confidence. And I want to encourage you to find that confidence as fast as possible. It took me a good, let's say, three or four years before I actually stood behind it like that. Also, I had mentioned that I hired a designer to do all the imagery. Well, there was a whole long list like social media images and and images for my email marketing and images for my bonuses and all that. So what I've done is I created a list of all the images that I wanted my designer to work on in advance. First time I've ever done that. Holy cow, it made a huge difference. I talk about that and I give you the list of all the images in episode number 62. So again, I want to just really send you back to episode 62 if you haven't listened, because I'll show you every single image I asked my designer to create in advance. In the past, I didn't have that list and I was scrambling to get images created as we were live, which is completely too stressful. Okay, so moving on. Another thing that I changed up and I think it was a huge factor for success for this launch was the actual webinar. We call it the sales webinar because that's the webinar where I teach for about a good 45 minutes and then I sell for a good 20 minutes after that, if not a little bit more because we do a live Q&A. 
Now, a few things that I did differently in this webinar that I think really contributed to the success, and that is that right away, I talked about the importance of a social media sales funnel. Now, my audience might not have been familiar with that term, social media sales funnel. So I had to talk about what it was, why it matters. I painted the picture that many of the top marketers all have a social media sales funnel, and here's what's included in that. So this is in the teaching part. Before I was selling anything, I wanted to make sure my audience understood what a social media sales funnel could do for their business. And then the webinar was the seven steps to actually put together your sales funnel. So I took them through all seven steps. And this time I addressed Facebook objections right away because all the time I'm going to get people that will say, okay, if if Facebook's included in the sales funnel, Facebook doesn't work really well anymore. Or Facebook's algorithm changes all the time or the Facebook ad dashboard changes. I addressed all of that. And I really let people know, I understand your frustrations, but that doesn't mean we want to jump ship. Let me show you a new way to use Facebook inside a sales funnel. So I painted that picture for them. And also a few other things that I did, I told a lot more stories, something I'm not always comfortable with. It doesn't come naturally to me, but I thought of a few stories to tell during the webinar. And I think it made things more personal and people could connect with me and my content more through stories. One of the stories I told is the rise of my business. Instead of saying, and you see this in a webinar a lot, like I've been featured on X, Y, and Z, and I've done this, and I've done that, and I've been teaching for this many years. Instead of doing all of that, I told a story of what my business looked like before and what it looks like now, and some of the factors that were involved to get me to the success I have. And through stories, I wasn't so egotistical. It wasn't so much about me, but it was more entertaining. So telling a story about who I am to people that had never been on a webinar actually, I think, really allowed me to build a relationship with them much more quickly on the webinar. I had tons and tons of examples, so I'm always a fan of showing, not just telling. And so these are some of the things I'm going to talk about in my new webinar course that's coming out later this year about different things that you can include in your webinar to make it more personal and to make it flow a little bit better so that people are following you every step of the way. And then when I talked about the product, I made sure that I talked about what people were going to get, but also what they're going to do inside the program and how it will actually help their success. So when we got to the part of the webinar that I talked about the program, I really made sure they understood what's in it for you and why you should care. Instead of just talking only about the product, I kept it moving back to them and their business. I think that helped a lot as well. Another thing when it relates to the live webinars, we didn't use GoToWebinar for the first time. We used something called Wirecast. And Wirecast was really techie to tell you the truth. And I had somebody help me with it so I didn't have to figure out all the technology. But it cost about $500, a one-time fee, to set up Wirecast on my computer. So basically, we were broadcasting live from my computer and it was going to a web page. And if you were on one of those webinars, you saw that the web page looked very different than in the past. So the page where you were watching my webinar, it looked really clean, not a lot of bells and whistles, just the video and a box underneath where you can ask me questions. But that was pretty much it. Wirecast allowed us to break the barrier of a thousand people on the webinar. So go to webinar, which I love and I still really promote and I use on my smaller webinars, We couldn't use it for this because once 1,000 people were on live, everyone else got locked out. And we had over 20,000 people sign up for those webinars throughout the entire promo. So I didn't want people to get locked out, so we tried a different technology. It was good. It wasn't perfect. There were still some buffering issues we need to work out and some glitches. So we'll we'll continue to play around with that. And maybe if I, I absolutely fall in love with it and I think it's the way to go, I'll teach it. But until then, we're still experimenting. But it did break through that thousand barrier so more people could get on live. Another thing that worked really well were the emails in, as part of the email marketing of this launch. So 95% of the emails that we used in this launch were written in advance and loaded into Infusionsoft into a campaign, meaning I wasn't trying to write emails while we were live, while the cart was open. The reason why this is so significant is that every single launch I've done up until this point, we were writing emails at the last minute. 
And that created a lot of stress. And also, I know I wasn't doing my best work when I was exhausted from a live launch. Just the minute your cart opens, you feel exhausted. So the live launch was going on and then it was like midnight and I was trying to write emails in the past. It just didn't work out well. So because I'd done this launch a few times, I knew what emails I wanted to use. So basically we send a series of emails after you sign up for a webinar and all of those emails, there's probably like 10 of them. We wrote out in advance, we loaded them up so we were ready to go. So if you registered for a webinar, we knew exactly the emails you'd be getting after that. So that took away a lot of stress. It's not always doable, but do your best to get those emails written before you open the cart. I promise you it will make things go so much smoother. Also, I hired a copywriter for the first time and this copywriter, his name is Ryan. He wrote four emails for me. So out of probably, you know, we actually had emails written. If you signed up for a webinar, we sent you a few emails before the webinar and then all the emails after. So All in all, I bet there were 15 different emails written that were part of my team loading them up in advance. And I wrote all of those emails, but there were four additional emails that I had a copywriter write that were to anybody who did not sign up for a webinar. So this is important and really, really interesting if you're thinking about doing a big promotion that's focused on webinars. So in the past, I would create these webinars and we would invite everybody to join a webinar. And then if you joined a webinar, you were the person or you were the people that I would send emails to after the webinar to encourage you to sign up for the profit lab. So that was my segmentation. You joined a webinar, you got all the promo emails after the webinar, but there were a lot of people on my list that did not ever sign up for a webinar and I would just totally neglect them. So over the last few years, we figured that out and we started emailing people that never signed up for a webinar, but you have to be careful because I send out three invites to my webinars. So if you've received three invites and you never signed up for one of my webinars, you're probably never going to sign up for that webinar. So I have to switch gears and think about, okay, what do I want to say to you now to promote the profit lab? But you've already just gotten three emails from me that you've kind of ignored. So it's an interesting mix of copy that I need to think about writing in terms of still grabbing your attention. So that's why I hired a copywriter and Ryan and I together worked out a series of emails. They were four emails to be exact that encouraged those non-webinar registrants to check out the profit lab. And the way Ryan did it, you may or may not have seen these emails. If you signed up for a webinar, you didn't see them. But one of the emails was all about the movie, The Notebook. So I have my favorite movie. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but is the notebook super sappy. And he made a comparison between the notebook and the profit lab and how they're both simple in terms of strategy. And and he kind of painted the picture as kind of entertaining. And then he talked about different ways to celebrate when you have a big success. And he kind of shared some ways I celebrate. And then he painted the picture of how they would celebrate when they start seeing success in their business. One way to do that is through the profit lab. So he told stories and he was a master copywriter, did an amazing job. So here's the interesting part. Out of 1,500 people who signed up, I think it was more than 1,500, but let's just round it, to 1,500 people that signed up for the Profit Lab, 450 people never, ever signed up for a webinar. 450. So if you're part of the Profit Lab and you never signed up for a webinar, that's really interesting to me because I think that's the way I'm really going to paint the picture about why the Profit Lab is so valuable but there's still people that just don't get on webinars. So for your next promo, however you're doing it, if you're really relying heavily on one type of media, let's just say the webinar is my media, if I'm really heavily relying on that, I have to remember not everybody likes to take an information that way. So I used email marketing and was able to make 450 more sales outside of that webinar with some really good email copy. So that is my way of saying Email copy matters. Become a student of copywriting. And then when you have the funds, definitely if you find a copywriter you really love, you know, include them in your promo in different ways. And in my way, I just had Ryan write four of the email so I could write the rest. It's important to me that I am part of my copywriting 
because at one, I enjoy it. And two, I think my voice really needs to come through, but that doesn't mean I can't ask for help. And that's what I did. And it proved to be extremely successful. Okay. Moving on from emails. Another thing that worked really well was the fact that we invited alumni to come back at a discounted rate. Now, some people have programs where if you join their program, you have lifetime access, which is awesome. The reason I don't do that with the Profit Lab, we give people one year access, is because Facebook changes way too much and I end up having to redo a good majority of the program every single year. And since the program's almost brand new every single year because of all the Facebook changes, because even though I changed the title, there's still a huge portion of the Profit Lab that's all about Facebook ads. And since I changed the program so very much, I set it up so you get a year access into the program. Now, if I change the program within that year, you get all the updates. So what we've done is that we went back and said, wait, we've got all these alumni. At the time we had 2,500 alumni that I had never marketed to before since 2012 when we started this program. So we went back to all those alumni. We did a special webinar for them. And it was cool because I could talk about the Profit Lab in the webinar without having to build up to it. And it was just a whole different conversation, which was really easy to have with someone that had already gone through my program. So I made the comparisons. I let them know what we updated. And so with that, we invited alumni to come back for $200 off self-study and $300 off mastery. We didn't know what to expect, and it turned out to be a huge success. I want to say over $40,000 came in just from alumni, but it actually created a little bit of a problem for me in mastery. So I'll talk about that in a moment. That's something that didn't necessarily work as planned. It was a very quality problem, but it was a problem. But anyway, we invited alumni back at a discounted rate. And then, so I'll get to the problem later. Also, we had affiliates. So like I mentioned, we had a small group of eight affiliates that we invited that I trusted to promote the program All of them but one were amazing. One just didn't show up as planned and it was a bummer. And I'll talk about that and what didn't work. But the other seven of them were amazing. They gave bonuses. They talked about it on social media. Many of them ran ads. Like they treated my program as their own and I just couldn't be more grateful for that. So it was a great experience. The alumni did fantastic. Also, something that worked really well for this Profit Lab launch was Asana. And I talked about Asana in episode number 62. But basically, every single task that we did in pre, live, and post went into Asana first. And Trevinia, my assistant, we didn't have a project manager on this as we do for the next one. In episode 62, I talked about how we hired Chloe, our new project manager, but she wasn't on board for this one. And Trevinia took the spot of the project manager and just did an amazing job. And she made sure that any task that came up, if I asked for something extra, if an affiliate was having an issue, if we had to address this or that, It first went into Asana so that we had it documented. Then it was assigned to somebody with a due date, no matter where we were in the launch. And this was so very valuable because nothing got lost. For the first time in any launch I've ever done, nothing fell through the cracks. And that's a big deal. So making sure you have some kind of project management tool during any promo is a really good idea. And ours just happens to be Asana. In addition to that, we did morning calls. So every single morning, I've been doing this for a few years, during a promo, we do 15-minute calls. Now, a little secret about me, I hate meetings. I think it's from all my years of being in the corporate environment, and I hate phone calls. I'm not one to like get on the phone with you and talk for hours. I don't know what that is about my personality. It's just not the way I like to communicate. So when we decided to do these morning calls, I just thought, uh, I don't want to do those. But we decided to do them, and during... The Profit Lab, now they're essential. We jump on, we talk about what's working, any problems anyone's having, and we jump off. So really, really quick, but it's great to make sure we're always checking in every day till the day the cart closes. In addition, customer service was really dialed in this time. And I won't get into all the specifics because I do talk about this a lot in episode 62 because this is how we always do customer service. But we create schedules. So during the Profit Lab, Trevinia created a schedule so we knew who would be manning the sales page chat. We had live chat on sales page. Who would be manning that? Who would be manning the chats for the live webinars and the recorded webinars? And also, we made sure that any question we could possibly be asked 
was documented in advance. Like I would actually, they'd give me a question and I would draft my response so they could copy and paste a lot of the frequently asked questions. We brought on Kate, who was an extra during our profit lab, meaning she's not usually on my customer service team, but Travinia hired Kate to be on full time during the profit lab. So she needed to know this product quickly and she needed to know how to answer all the questions. So drafting them in advance was kind of a huge thing for us. Also, we had a 1-800 number that people could call in and talk to Travinia one-on-one if they were on the fence. That proved to be really successful. And of course, we had email support. So someone had to be on email the whole time as well. So what I do, because I like to keep a really small, lean team, is during high traffic times like a big launch, we hire people to come on. And then after the launch, they go on and do the thing, their other things that they worked on outside of my business. So that has proved to be really helpful to us as well. Another thing that was brand new to me that I did during the Profit Lab, and I really enjoyed it. I have a business coach, Todd Herman. And Todd and I talk once a week and, and you might've seen Todd, he recently did a big launch called the 90, 90 day year. And it's basically how to 10 X your company. And so Todd is my business coach. And one thing he taught me was that I really needed an onboarding experience for new members. So when you are a new member of the profit lab for the first 30 days, you get pretty consistent emails from me. I think I'm going to even punch this up even more so the next launch, but I wrote a series of emails that every few days when you join the program, you get a new email from me. He wanted me to do it every day for the first 30 days. That just felt like a little overwhelming to me. That's a lot of email. And I do not quickly write out emails to my list. It takes me a while. So I thought I'm just going to go with every few days in the beginning. So when you join the program every few days for the first 30 days, you'll get an email from me and either it's an email to inspire you to jump into the program because a lot of people buy an online training program and never even start it. So I encourage people to get in there with the caveat that there's no stress, no hurry. You have a full year inside the program, but when you're ready, we're waiting for you. It was kind of like that because you don't want to pressure them and make people feel behind either. So it's a kind of an art and a science to those emails. In addition, when the program got started, because I have a forum for my self-study and I have a private Facebook group for my mastery, um, I was getting a lot of success stories, like little successes, like someone would work on an opt-in page and I'd give them a bunch of feedback and they'd change it. So I'd have the before and after and I'd create emails that said, hey, take a look at what we did. This is what we changed. This is why we changed it. So my emails were very timely this time, meaning I was writing them as the program went live stressful. I don't love it, but it allowed me to make it very timely and show them what was working right now in the program that they were taking. So this next time around, I now I have a bunch of emails already written, but I'll still add a few timely ones in based on the experience of the current members. But having a series of emails is a really cool thing because here's what it did. It made all my members feel supported. My self-study members don't get direct access to me, but I still made sure that they um, could hear from me regularly through these emails. Another thing, this is a side note, but as my self-study members, because they didn't get direct access to me, I surprised them with a live Q&A last week. So a few days before we did, I said, hey, I have this special bonus for you only for self-study. We're going to get on a live Q&A call. So I did that and answered a bunch of questions for about an hour and a half. And then in addition to that, everybody gets a six, get something which I call the six strategy which is basically I want them to stick with this program and really do it. So after you joined, you would get an, you got an email that said, I have a bonus module for you. That's not yet released. So after they've been in the program for about a month, I release one more bonus module that helps them enhance the social media sales funnel they've created. The reason I do that is I want people to stay with me, especially during that refund period when people are like, "Mm, I don't know, I haven't started the program yet really don't have the time or, you know, they make a million excuses. So for me to combat those excuses, I say, I've got something really good for you, but you got to stick with the program. And once they get through those 30 days, they're more likely to say, okay, I'm in, I'm going to do this. So I release a final module after the 30 day refund period. And that really encourages people to stick with it. So our refund rate has dramatically declined, which is awesome. And I think there's three reasons for it. The onboarding emails, 
help immensely, just making people feel supported during their first month, if not beyond. I can continue those emails beyond, which I will. Also, we have that stick strategy. Stick with it. I'll give you some a really cool bonus um, at the end of your first month. So that was big. And also, for the first time, I have a forum inside self-study where I'm not in the forum, but I do have a trainer that's in the forum. And anybody who's going through the program that might get stuck, they can get feedback from other people in the program. I think that helped immensely in terms of people staying with it and sticking with it and really getting it done. So there's a few factors that I we saw a big decline in our refund policy as well. It's always been below 10%, which is pretty much industry standard, but I'd like it to be 3 or 4%, and we're getting closer and closer to that as we add in these extra features. And then the final thing I'll say before we get into talking about Facebook ads and what worked and what didn't is that I also had some extra support at home. Now, I know not everybody can have this, but when you're going through a promotion, you need to plan ahead and make sure you're supported during that promotion. Again, something I've never done. I'm a slow learner, guys. Let me just tell you. So if I've been doing this since 2012, this year in 2015 was the first time I added a little extra self-care during a launch. I just know how I feel after those 20 days of launching. And I wanted that exhaustion to kind of decrease a little bit at the end. You know, at the end is when I start to really feel it. So what I did, I'm lucky. This I'm embarrassed to admit this, but my mom lives about five minutes away from me in Carlsbad. And so when I asked her, she's retired and she's like the best mom in the entire world. And so I asked her, will you help me a little bit during this launch? And so what she did is she came over and she helped me prepare meals in advance. So every day in the kitchen, I'd go down at lunchtime. There was a salad waiting for me in the refrigerator. And then she helped with dinner that night for my family. And she'd pick up around the house and just she was there when I needed her. And I know not everybody has a mom that lives five minutes away to help them. But if you can ask for a little extra help from your spouse, from your friends, however it might be, that does definitely help. So she was just amazing during that whole thing. So I want to give my mom a shout out and not that she listens to this podcast. And in addition to that, I made sure that I got eight hours of sleep every night. I know that's not always possible during a launch, but if you can get it in there, that also helped immensely. Okay. So now let's talk about Facebook ads and Google ads. This was the first time that we did a really concentrated play on Google ads. I had done them a, a little bit last time, but not very much. So this is the first time I felt like we really put a concentrated effort on Google ads. And then, of course, we definitely focused big on our Facebook ads. Now, I will say that we hired somebody to help us with Facebook ads this time. There's just no way I could put all my efforts into ads when I was focusing on the content and the live webinars and all of that. So I got a lot of help. We literally have somebody that during our launches is going to help us now with the Facebook ads. For the first time, we used Ad Espresso, and Ad Espresso allows you to load tons and tons of ads at once and split test. It's not something I teach to my newbies. And the reason for that is because it is not something I've ever done, and I've been in business for five years now, I think I'm coming up on six years. That's why I keep saying five or six years. But when you're just starting out, that's a really, really big step to take to actually hire someone to help you with your ads and then have them use Ad Espresso because Ad Espresso, you need to do a lot of different ad types in order to get your biggest bang for your buck. So I won't get into details about that, but you definitely can research to see if it's something that you want to do. But when we ran ads, we ran ads in phases. So we had ads for that free PDF giveaway, that product maximizer I talked about that we released two weeks before we actually did our first live webinar. And then we ran ads to the webinar registration, which was a big bulk of our ads. And then when the cart opened, we ran ads to those that signed up for the webinar and we ran ads to retarget them. And we ran cart open ads to my fans only and to my email list only. And then when the cart was going to close, we ran ads for that. So there's different different phases of the launch when we were running ads. And then when we released a timely bonus, so a little extra bonus that people didn't know that we had up our sleeve, we'd run an ad and say, hey, we got this new bonus if you sign up for the Profit Lab. So we had a lot of different types of ads going, and that's why that free PDF giveaway for this episode is going to be so cool to look at so you can see the different types of ads I ran. So remember, amyporterfield.com forward slash 64 download to get that free PDF of all the ads I used. So I'm going to run through some quick numbers for you. 
we spent a total of $48,000 on ads. Now, some of you might be thinking, are you crazy? But remember, this was almost a million dollar launch. So you got to put money in to get money out. And the reason I love online marketing so very much is that you can do something like put $48,000 into something and get almost a million dollars back. So we definitely are in an amazing, amazing business when we can get returns like that. So yeah, we spent almost 50,000 bucks on ads. And like I said, we ran ads for all different phases of the business. We also ran retargeting ads. So here's something that did work and didn't work. We ran retargeting ads. For those of you who don't know that term, basically, if you went to sign up for a webinar and you didn't actually sign up yet, we ran an ad to you that encouraged you to sign up for the webinar. Maybe you got distracted, something happened and you didn't sign up. We ran an ad. We retargeted you to encourage you to sign up for the webinar. If you signed up for the webinar, we retargeted you and sent you to the sales page. So the only time I ever run an ad where I send you to the sales page is if I'm retargeting you because you've already shown interest in my product, but you haven't yet signed up. So just to make that really clear, that's the only time I'd ever send an ad to a sales page. So we retargeted the cart open. So if you went to the sales page, but didn't sign up yet, We had 90 conversions, so 90 people signed up when they saw one of our retargeting ads, and the cost per conversion was $5.75. Now, we ran that the longest, so right when the card opened, we started those retargeting ads, 90 conversions. Now, we also retargeted people at price increase, so the ad actually said price is increasing by $100 or save $100 for one more day or whatever that was. So when early bird was going to end, we ran retargeting ads again and we promoted that $100 savings and we got 47 conversions at $6.18 cost per sale. So 47 people bought off those ads at $6.18 cost per conversion. Okay, so let's see here. And then when the cart was closing, the ads would actually say cart closing, one more day left or whatever. I'll show you these ads in that free PDF giveaway. We had 53 conversions and we paid more, $11.13 per conversion. But remember, out of those 53 sales, people were spending at least $600 because by that time when the cart was closing, the only thing you could sign up for was self-study full price, which was 600 bucks. So cost per conversion could actually go up. We were actually making more with each sale. So we got 53 conversions with that. Now here's where things did not work. We actually retargeted, or I shouldn't even say retargeted. We targeted my fan base and we sent ads to my fans, whether they signed up for a webinar or not. So whether they showed interest or not in the profit lab, we sent an ad just to my fans and encouraged them to go check out the sales page And when we opened the cart for the Profit Lab, we only had nine conversions at $31 per conversion. Total fail. And the reason that didn't work, and this is so great for me to teach because we kind of knew it wouldn't work, but we wanted to prove that when people are not showing interest at all and you send them to a sales page, it is very difficult to get those people to buy. Now, what we did earlier is we sent an ad to my fans only for the PDF giveaway, or we also sent ads to my fans only to register for a free webinar. Well, that was highly successful. We got tons of conversions at about $5 per lead. But when we sent my fans to the sales page directly, we only got nine conversions at $31 per conversion. Not good. Also, we only had two conversions for my email list. So we uploaded my email list, whether you signed up for a webinar or not, and we sent you to the sales page, total fail, $48 per conversion, only two people bought from those ads. This just proves that one, you wanna make sure that you're giving great free value before you sell on Facebook, especially. But that's why I believe 99% of the time, I do not sell anything on Facebook because of these kinds of numbers, not good whatsoever. And then one more thing, we targeted fans to the sales page at cart close. So remember, we targeted all my fans. We sent them an ad, go to the sales page we just opened up and we only got nine conversions. Well, we only got five conversions when we did that again with the cart close and we spent $50 per conversion. I mean, that's not good at all, right? In an ideal world, I wanna stay under five bucks. So, and we could go up to about 
$12 and still be doing really well with the kind of numbers we were generating, but still $5 is ideal. That's where we want to stay. And with those big fails, sending people directly to the sales page, even though they didn't show interest in the product, I do not suggest it. We will not be doing that again. Uh, let's see here. So again, just to make sure you understand the PDF freebie is 18 ad examples of all of these phases I just went through. You can text the phrase 64 download to the number 33444 and you can get the free PDF or go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 64 download and get all of those ads. Oh, before I forget, also I included a few Google ads into that free giveaway. So we spent almost $2,000 on Google ads, $1,867 to be exact. Now we've used Google ads in the past, but not like the way we've used them now. So here's some numbers for you to know. 47 people clicked on a Google ad and actually bought directly from that click. So we had $39.74 cost per conversion on those direct clicks. Now that might seem really high, but here's why we know Google ads worked really well. 606 people actually had a view through conversion, meaning they at one point or another clicked on a Google ad and actually bought, but maybe not on that direct click. 606 people. So out of 1,500 plus people buying the Profit Lab, at least 600 of them actually at one time or another clicked on a Google ad, which is really cool. And that's a $3.08 cost per conversion. Not bad, right? So Google ads definitely are something we will do in the past, probably spend even more money on them. But I will tell you one thing that didn't work with Google ads at one point one of my girlfriends sent me a screen grab. She was on a gardening site. And you know, with Google ads, you might pop up anywhere. So here I am, my picture about the Profit Lab pops up on the gardening site, but I'm at the top, the side, and the bottom, meaning three different ads on one page. And that is fully obnoxious. Like, I don't wanna see my face that many times. And so we needed to get with Google and, and scale back a little bit so that my ads weren't like, multiple ads on one page. You definitely don't want that. I'm not sure why it happened, but we were able to fix it probably mid launch, but for a while you were seeing way too much of me. Now, if I followed you everywhere, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I wanted to stay top of mind while we were in the launch and while you were watching my webinars, getting my emails, possibly visiting my sales page, I wanted to pop up in other places and it worked extremely well. I just didn't want to pop up multiple times on one page. Who wants that, right? So that was something we kind of had to fix mid-launch. But overall, Google Ads, definitely something we'll try again. Now, so I went over a little bit about what worked and what didn't work with ads, but let's talk about what didn't work in addition to just ads. The first huge mistake that I made during this launch, and I've done this before in the past, you'd think I'd learn, but remember, I'm a slow learner sometimes, and that is that I completely redid the Profit Lab right before we launched, meaning I didn't mean to wait till the last minute, and I really didn't. It took me a good month to get the entire program redone, but I recorded every single video, redid every single slide deck because we had a new look and feel, plus I wanted to teach it in a different way. We added things that we had never had in the program before, like I do an entire training about creating a survey. I do an entire training about enhancing the product you already have. Those were new. Plus, again, I redid every slide deck and recorded every video, including every bonus. That took forever, and that's the last thing I wanted to be doing right before I went into a really stressful launch. I mean, there's no way around it. A live 20-day launch is going to be exhausting and stressful at times. There's just a lot of moving parts. I was already worn out before we even opened the cart. And that's something that I do not want for any of us. So what I would do in the past is what I'm doing now. This summer, so at the time of this recording, it's June. Next week, I'm doing my rehaul of the videos. I'm not going to redo every video. This time I had to because we rebranded. But there's some things I want to change in the current program. And if you're in the program now, you'll get those changes. But I just want to teach it maybe in a little bit different way, add a little bit here, move around this or that. I'm doing all of that in June. Now, if Facebook changes something, I'm gonna have to go back and, and fix a few things, but leaving it till September, which is what I probably would have done in the past, it's just too close to doors opening and too close to me being fully stressed out before we even get going. 
So my goal, I really struggle with this, but is to try to get way ahead of it if I can. It's in my calendar. I have not one thing on my calendar next week except five days of just revamping Profit Lab for the October launch. Pretty cool, right? 90% of it will be done. I know I'm still, I'm kind of like that person that can't ever be fully done with content. So I'll still be tinkering with it, but not trying to record videos and get them transcribed the day before our cart goes open. That was just way too stressful. Thank God I was so dedicated to the content that it turned out great, but I never want to do that again. And I stressed out my team as well, which is the last thing you want to do to people you love. So I hated that I did that, but it was a huge mistake. So that's why I'm not a huge fan when people, some marketers teach, um, promote a program and then create it once it's promoted. That's a little bit hard for me because now you're on the hook and you're hurrying. And I don't think we create the best content when we're under pressure and hurrying like that. At least I don't. So I've never been a fan of that. Okay. So that was one big mistake that I made. Another thing is there were a few people that just weren't in place yet. Like I needed a programmer that just when little tiny things came up, I needed to be able to say, please go fix that now, or that's not working or go do that. And I had a a high level programmer that worked on our sales page and worked on our order forms, but he wasn't somebody that I could just pull in and given any minute and have him fix something. So, um, right when we started the launch, we found somebody, um, a really great guy in the Philippines that we took on full time during the launch. You know, when you hire someone in the Philippines, it tends to be a lot less expensive. So we said, just be full time with us. And even if we use you for an hour each day, I just want you to be at our beck and call to be quite honest. I know that sounds horrible, but I needed that because the launch is 24 hours every single day for 20 days. And so that actually proved to be great, but I didn't have him in place when we opened the cart and we had some stress in the beginning. So choosing who's going to do what and having that very clearly outlined in advance would have been a smarter decision for us or a smarter strategy. Also, remember how I told you we did those automated webinars? Well, we did live chat. So if anyone had a question during an automated webinar, we were there. I didn't have enough people to support all those live webinars and all the automated webinars and the chat on the sales page. And where else did we do a chat? Oh, we did a chat on the order form. So I needed probably one more customer support if I wanted somebody because those automated webinars were like three times a day at random times of day. And so I needed one more person to make sure that we weren't stretched. We were pretty stretched when it came to live chat for the automated webinar. So I don't want to do that again. So just scheduling people in advance would have helped immensely. Another big one, this is kind of a big fail. We actually had to cancel two live webinars. So remember when I told you we did five live webinars, we actually had seven scheduled. So seven scheduled over 20 days. And we only did five because we couldn't scale our ads less than $5 a lead. And that was our goal. $5 or less a lead for all people that registered for the webinar. And after we did about five webinars, we just couldn't get it below $5. We, it was like $10, $15 at some points. So we thought, "Mm, we don't want to take too many risks and pay too much for these registrations if they don't convert at the level we're hoping. So we ended up canceling two live webinars. So this next time around, we're just going to have to play around with that and think, okay, if we can get these ads to scale, great. If we can't, what's our backup plan? We didn't really have a backup plan, so we just had to cancel them. Uh, let's see here. One of my one of my affiliates didn't really come through. You know, it just didn't work on their end. They had some email issues, email delivery issues. Their audience didn't respond like they did the year before. So instead of, you know, we expected probably 50 sales from this person, we had about four. And so the reason I tell you that, no, it's not a big deal. I still love this affiliate dearly. The reason I say this is because you can never fully rely on your affiliates, at least in my opinion, I never want to fully rely. It's really important to me that my list converts. That's why I create that consistent content. That's why I continue to do a podcast where I probably spend way too many hours preparing, but I want it to be good. I want my list to trust me and like me and get really excited to hear from me and sign up for my webinars and sign up for my programs. This is what I can control. I can't control my affiliates. I can't control their email service issues or anything like that. And they might decide at the last minute, they just don't feel like promoting the Profit Lab and that's their prerogative. Well, because of that, I need to make sure that I've got my platform solid. I always look at affiliate marketing as icing on the cake. 
Now down the road, that might change. I might want to create a big affiliate program and and hire someone to handle my affiliates and, and go bigger. I don't know. That's the great thing about being an entrepreneur. We can change our minds at any time if we want to. But right now, I don't want a big affiliate program and I want to really rely on what I've created. Again, icing on the cake. And I had seven amazing affiliates that made that icing oh so sweet. So if you were one of my affiliates, thank you. It meant the world to me that you were part of this. And lastly, here's a big thing that was an issue. Uh, mastery ended up being too full. So here's the deal. My initial goal was we were going to have 100 people in mastery. And those are the people that every single day I answer their questions in a private Facebook group. They get three live Q&A calls and I review their entire social media sales funnel with a private video. So it's a lot of work on my end. So I said 100 people. Well, what happened was the alumni jumped on the opportunity to get into mastery again. We never expected that. And we had like 60 people in a 60 alumni in mastery the first like few days. So I thought, holy cow, we've got to change this. So what we did is we actually created two different smaller groups for mastery so I could support both groups. And it's been fine. It's actually been an amazing experience. The first time that I've loved mastery more than anything because it's just the first 90 days. I know I'm in there. I've booked it on my calendar. I give them a few hours a day. I make little videos to answer all their questions. And it's proven to be great because my business coach, Todd, said, Amy, do you know how much you can learn from your audience if you get in there and answer those questions every day? So I've been doing that and it's been great. But what I want to do in, in next time is we're actually going to increase the price of mastery to make it even more exclusive. And it's been a lot more of my time than I had planned. So when it's more of your time, I think it justifies a higher price point at times. So we're going to actually increase the price of mastery, but we might even allow 400 this next time and break it up into small groups. So there's smaller groups on the Facebook groups and enhance the experience even more. So it's just something we're thinking about. I'm not sure for, I'm not positive, but I do know that the price will increase for mastery because we're going to give even more to that smaller group and make it an exceptional experience. And I think it's been an amazing experience this time around. So that's what's fueled me. Like I really, the reason I want it to be 400 people right now, it's less than that. But I feel like if you can get my one-on-one support, it's just a whole different level experience. And I want that for more people. So we're working it out, but it's a quality problem. We had a lot more people than I thought, which is great. But at the same time, I want to make sure everyone's supported. So we got to figure that out. So mastery started out really stressful, more people than we thought, but then it turned out to be an amazing experience for me and those in it. So I want to just enhance that even more. Okay. So there you have it. That was the whole entire review of the Profit Lab program. I hope that you found some value in that. I know I went over a lot, but I just wanted to paint the picture of what worked, what didn't work, what the launch looked like. I will add that some of the biggest expenses were Facebook ads, paying for my staff to work overtime or paying more people to come on my staff during the launch. That was a big expense. The designer doing a whole rehaul, programming and copywriters and and building a whole new membership site. Those were probably the big expenses in this launch. But again, it's not anything compared to the revenue we were able to generate. And that's why I love online training courses. So I'm going to be talking a lot more about creating online training courses and what it can do for your business and how it frees you up and allows you to create some amazing revenue, but also make an impact in your audience's lives. So we'll get into that in future episodes coming up. So I can't wait to dive in deeper. If you didn't get the free PDF, amyporterfield.com forward slash 64 download, make sure you grab the PDF of the 18 examples of ads I use during the Profit Lab. I think that you'll get some great inspiration from those as well. Thank you so very much for being here. I love sharing this information and taking you behind the scenes with me. I hope you love it as well. And I will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 